When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to the Cover Band Central Woo! Podcast, episode 193, coming to you live from New Orleans on February 21st, Mardi Gras Tuesday. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. I'm Tony B, coming to you live from New Jersey. What's happening? That's all you had to say. I had to say all that other stuff. That's right. My goodness. The host. I know. Um, we were on break for a few weeks. Um, we got some big news to talk about, and we'll explain why we were on break. But if you're big, coming big, in big. here live, come on in and say hello. Tell us where you're from. We will say hello back. And if you want to ch- jump in on the, on the conversation or bring up your own topic, ask a question, whatever. We kind of wing it as we go here for the next hour. So thank you for joining us. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, too. We broadcast on YouTube live and Facebook in the group and on the page. Uh, but subscribe to the YouTube channel. The link is in the description. Click on that link. Yeah, check it out. Subscribe, baby. Come check it out. Steven's here and he's calling me a slacker. He says, why aren't you in the madness on bourbon? I will certainly talk about that. Um, sure you will, I work Steve. all weekend on Bourbon Street during Mardi Gras. And it was something. It was something else. Edward says, hello, everyone. Hello, Edward. He didn't say where he's from. Eddie. But everybody else, tell us where you're from so we know in the world, where in the world we're reaching. And we are reaching all over the world. So while you're telling your other story, Steve, I want you to think about the best thing you saw last week. I'm going to talk about it. Happy yeah. Mardi Gras, Johnny. He said happy Mardi Gras to up, us. up, Johnny? This is my 12th year being here. Kelly's in Victoria, British Columbia. Edward's in West Virginia. W-B. Johnny's in Austin, Texas. Thank you yeah. guys for joining us. So, all right. So, we, Steve, I'm from New Jersey. We got to talk about the elephant in the room, Tony, don't we? And you know what that is? It's not my room anymore. For regular I, I, viewers of this and listeners of this, yes. uh, know that we called it the CBC Wisdom Hour up until this point. So let's explain real quick, Steve. Yes, we should explain quickly this. W- w- where the name came What's from. What's up, Eric? And what the meaning is behind it. 
Yeah, we'll go for anybody that's new to this or does not know the history. Let's explain the history and then explain the reason we've changed it, which is very exciting news. We'll talk about that. But go ahead, Tony. I mean, you're the one that uh, I think is more eloquent with describing this. So please. I'll give you the quick one minute recap of the Wisdom Hour. So back in the day, I was teaching drums three, four nights a week out in Rockaway at Richie's Music. And I used to call Steve on my ride home every Monday. Now, this was 19 or not 19, 2005, six around there, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it would have been when you were early days with the band. I think it was towards the latter days because I know that we were still talking when I was no longer in the band. Yes, correct. So, yeah, 2005, 2006. So that's another minute to recap the history of, of how we met and all that. <laughs> The wisdom, we're going to stick with the wisdom hour. Let's not get distracted. Okay. So on that hour ride home. And, oh, nice yeah. picture. Ooh, la. So me and Steve would chat for an hour about all kinds of things. About, you know, positivity and energy and the universe and music and cover bands and original music and just all kinds of stuff. And we used to laugh all the time and say, man, all the wisdom that I've gained on my ride home this week is just incredible. Yes, both of us. There was a serious exchange of wisdom during those one hour conversations. And before we had the podcast or even the thought of the podcast, I would personally open up the wisdom hour every Monday night when I used to call Steve by singing George Michael's Freedom, but using the words wisdom. Right. So when Steve would pick up the phone and say, hey, man, I go, wisdom. And like a Dio, like Ian Gillen type of retroactive voice. And I do and, have um, some of those uh, voicemails still recorded. Yes, yeah, so that, that, that's the other piece of it too. So if Steve was playing or was indisposed at the moment when I was calling him, I would leave him a voicemail and inject some wisdom into his phone with that intro and then some sort of brev, you know, brief words of wisdom to follow that and then typically get a call back. Or if not, you know, we'd pick it up the next week. Right. So then you fast forward many years later, Steve moves down to New Orleans and we remain good friends and we talk all all the time. We have wisdom hour on our own. And then Steve gets the bright idea to say, Hey man, let's do a podcast and we'll call it the CBC wisdom hour. Well, at first, yeah. I mean, at first it was really, let's just, let's do a podcast Uh, just because you and I hadn't really been talking on the regular basis. Like we had been, when I moved, when I was living in Jersey, like as much anyway. And, uh, and I, I loved our conversations and I wanted, and that was my excuse. Like, well, I'll do a podcast with you. And then that, that way, you know, you have to talk to me, yeah. <laughs> but then yeah, like two or three episodes in, we're like, duh, wisdom hour. Yeah. It's the wisdom hour because we're talking about the same stupid stuff that we would talk about on our ride home, but it really wasn't stupid stuff because then when we started sharing with people, they started digging it and subscribing to it and being interested in it and it wasn't just two dicks talking shit as one guy once put it but it was you know <laughs> somewhat uh, somewhat value to to many so it's been fun and here we are 193 episodes later and we never thought we would get to this point no we so, just really did it for fun for us you know i mean for me anyway yeah. that was my original thing like i i liked listening to podcasts i had been a guest on one which was gig gab podcast which is dave hamilton and paul kent they still do their podcasts they're they're great they're working musicians and they had me on as a guest early on in the cover band central uh yeah. life it was i i had 
grown the, the page to like maybe 15,000 at that point. And that seemed like a lot. I guess it caught their attention and they contacted me and I was a guest on their podcast. So I really, then that's when I really started listening to podcasts more. And I was like, I would love to do one. And uh, yeah. And then uh, we just did it. Um, it I mean, really so, effortless, right, Tony? I mean, besides the technical stuff that we had to deal with, you know, the, getting the, the sounds right. And then, then eventually the, the camera right when we went to video. Um, but otherwise, yeah. effortless. We like I, we would rarely plan what to talk about. We would just <laughs> come up with stuff to talk about. No, in the first hundred some episodes, right, was only audio, and we would never plan anything. It would just be I get on, be like, "Hey, man, what's going on? You ready? Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go." And then we'd go, and we would just you know off the cuff and just do it. And it was funny because it was spontaneous. We did whatever we wanted. We talked about it, every anything and everything. Right. But we but we really had no engagement or ways for guests to communicate with us you like know. Sierra, speaking of yeah or tornadoes yeah, like, killing it so um yeah so then we, we you know that that's, that's what happened and then we said to ourselves you know what it's going to be the wisdom hour yeah we we said we called it the wisdom hour we spelled it w-i-z-d-u-m-b which was my idea just to make it a little different than the regular word wisdom because i didn't want to make it sound too serious because we do come up with some profound ideas and thoughts and stuff but we also it's don't it, it was, we, we also don't take ourselves too seriously so you know i thought that was the perfect way to convey that in one word but well i'll explain it wasn't because we had no audience like in the first beginnings right we would just talk about whatever we wanted to talk right. about and then we look like to see how many replays we got but we would just talk about anything and everything. And also be like, oh, wow, dude, the hour's up. All right, man, we got to go now. And like, we, we would sign off. Right. As opposed to now, it's cool because, you know, like when you do the video thing too, you get engagement, you get the people on StreamYard, you get questions, you get interaction. Right. So it's grown exponentially in that matter. As from us just professing and pontificating awesomeness and wisdom to everyone about all these things, you know, it became more of a, a roundtable discussion in, in, in a sense, yes. right? With different topics and then we would post topics and get questions. Then we started having guests, which we're going to start doing more of. And here we are today, Steve, how many years later? Yes, I, I, many years later. Doug's, Doug's in Washington. Hello, to... Doug, with the laser, uh, the cat with the laser eyes. It's mm. going to burn your retinas, burn your retinas. Um, so, yeah, so then, uh, yeah, we came up with topics. We started having guests, like you said. And uh, Tony and I are both working musicians, too, and we have been for a very long time. Um, so that's our kind of story there, but so now the change is a result of a, a, a podcast network reaching out to me and saying, we really love what you do. We want you to be part of our network because the audio podcast, as you said, we started with audio only, and we've still been putting out the audio po podcast, even though when we switched to video, um, it's been going through Spreaker and then through these, these other channels, um, where you find podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple, all the other stuff, Stitcher. Um, but this podcast podcast network that is uh, exclusively music-related podcasts reached out to us and said, we would love to have you as part of our network. So we joined that. And uh, now this is going to be the first new episode on Pantheon. And that's pantheon.com. I didn't create a banner. I'll, I'll create a banner so people can see it. Um, but uh, that's where we're at now, where you can find all of our podcasts for all 192, Tony. Yes. So all the 192 hours, nothing to do. Get caught up. All the past Let's ones go. are on there. 
and uh, and the new ones will be on there too. Pantheon.com. I got it. I had to create a banner for it so people could see it there. Yes. Pantheon.com. Um, that's where you can go and check. And there's a lot of great podcasts on Pantheon too. I've listened it's to a bunch cool. of them. They're all music related. So if you're a music musician or a music fan, go there, check them out, and uh, it's fun to scroll through. I don't think our, I know our past ones are up there, but I don't think they're active yet. So I think within the next day or two, they, they will be though. So we'll, uh, very cool though. Very exciting. See, um, it's great to have you here, Linda. She said, it's great to be here. So for those who are listening to the audio podcast, we do broadcasts as we do it as a, a, a live stream initially. And we broadcast on the, uh, cover band central Facebook page, the cover band central Facebook group, and on the cover band central YouTube channel all live and then archive there uh, once we're done as a replay. So you can, if you're just listening to the audio, you want to see what we look like or something. <laughs> see Tony's new cowbells, then um, oh, yeah. Yeah. then that's where you can do that. Um, but either way, it's great to have you as part of this. Um, so that's the deal. It's, it's, a, it's a new beginning. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? Well, there's a couple of things you're not telling. What am I not telling? All right, so from my understanding was one of the things was that Steve has to cut his hair <laughs> short as mine and I have to grow my hair as long as Steve's. So over the next hundred episodes of podcasting, you'll see my hair continue to get longer and longer and Steve's going to go shorter and shorter. That was one thing that they brought up. Second thing was the backgrounds, you know, to get too much background going on. Just it's, it's too much. Well, for an audio podcast, I think the background is irrelevant. I know. And the hair lamp and as well. And that was my answer to them, precisely. Right. I said, it's irrelevant how much stuff we have going on in the background. Right. Because you're not going to see it. Right. And if we didn't have to do video, then what would be the sense of doing it? Yes. And they, they, they realized the error of their ways. And we could sit here in our pajamas and just sit and lay back on the couch like the early days. That's what we did in the early days. Thank you, George. He said, "Congrats." Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's exciting it, to to though all jokes aside, it's, it's exciting to be a part of a music network of podcasts um, and to have our entire catalog there. Um, so please check it, it out. It's professional. It's it's, it's professional for Steve sure. Steve said he had too many drums. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent agree. In your background, um, never enough. Um, but no, listen. Th but the um, to to your point though. Like you said, if you're, you know, it's it's upgraded our our whole platform from day one, right? We'd had we each had audio with like an old mixer, and you you were trying to figure out how to make it work. So you had like a a, a program, you know, and then I, we'd call in and we would do it, and it was like in the background, be like, <laughs> yeah. like noises going on, and it was like a little rough. And then you know, twenty five episodes in, then we refined that and got rid of some of the bugs. And then, you know, another 25 episodes later, you, you change mics or you're listening back now and we're, and we're refining it and we're buying new gear and, you know, and just making it better. And then the video thing comes about, right? And then it's like, okay, now you have to have a presentation for that. So you have to up the game on the backgrounds and the studio and the lighting and all that goes with it. So through the whole journey, Steve, if nothing else, I mean, we've learned a ton about gear and, and technology as it relates to this platform, right? Agreed. In every aspect of it, from the audio to the video, to the presentation, how to look, the lighting, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into this, you know? Yes, and we never stop learning this stuff no. either. There's always, yeah, there's always a new challenge that comes up. 
Um, so I think we're going to improve the audio better. I, um, going forward, these guys, this network is there to help you out with things like that too, which is fantastic. Cause again, we just did this for fun. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know, I just, and yeah, like Tony said, we use more primitive equipment and, uh, you know, lots of buzzes and clicks and dropouts and <laughs> all sorts of sound effects and right. But but we've come this far. So by episode right. like two fifty, we're going to be really dialed in. I think. Uh, I think that means Steve. We're going to be sitting. Steve and Dave. Yeah. Can we improve the host faces? Steve is is messing with us. Tell Steve that means good idea. that means he likes our faces. <clears throat> Tell him next week we got a surprise for him. Okay. Um, well, I just told him. He's listening. So, yeah. Steve, check in with us next week. We'll, we'll improve on the yeah, faces. I he promise. Will. Uh, Steve's a great singer. He's out there uh, doing his thing, plays piano too. Um, nice. Um, so, uh, now's a good time to take a break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're for more sponsors. So yeah, well, don't do it again. Hey, oh yeah, I'm sorry. gonna have to edit that part out. Um, That's all right. We'll do that stuff. Yeah, so we're gonna do, have a couple sponsors on the show. Thanks for listening. Um, it's great. Yeah. So uh, New Orleans, uh, Mardi Gras time of year. Yes. Steve, tell us about your Mardi Gras experience thus far into the Mardi Gras. Well, today is Fat Tuesday. Mardi Gras, the end of carnival season um, mm -hmm. here for actually carnival season extends into French Quarter Fest and stuff. Maybe. I don't even know. But it's the end of Mardi Gras. And I worked this past weekend doubles on Friday and Saturday and Sunday, mm -hmm. which is what I've been doing lately. Uh, for the last five, four or five months. Not quite that. Four so, months, maybe. So, so regular gig on Bourbon Street is, for the past four or five months, three those three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, doubles. So like 30-something sets, right? <coughs> Excuse me, 30-something sets, right? Uh, so, uh, six, uh, 10, uh, 15, 20, 30, 40, 31, and... 37 37 37 sets. yes so that that's the usual week and then now you th throw the other stuff on top of that yeah so the way it's been is i've been playing with the band called, during the day called cornerstone and we play at bourbon bandstand we start at two o'clock and played at six fifteen, with one break in between a, a 30 minute break so we do three sets with a set is 45 minutes take a break, do two sets. And then 45 minutes later, I'm playing across the street at another club called, called Fat Cats with a band called Rockbox. And we play eight sets. So, but for Mardi Gras weekend, Rockbox took off and they do it every year. So I was expecting to just be playing during the day, which I was kind of like, kind of happy about, but kind of not. Cause I'm thinking, 
if I'm going to go in there, you know, in that madness, I want to be there all day, you know, and working. Because the biggest uh, difficulty with this, you know, aside from the, the, the very long day of playing, is the traveling and the parking. Because roads are blocked off, there's parades, uh, parking is expensive. If uh, you like, you can't park for free anywhere, like I normally do. Um. So, but then we got um, we got asked to play with Cornerstone, the day band. We got asked to play at Fat Cats at night. So the whole band doing a double each night. And those wow, okay. and those guys aren't used to it. I've been doing it, but those guys haven't been doing it. <laughs> so that was the weekend. Um, that's what we did, and uh, we made it through. But boy, oh boy, um, it's not easy. It's not for everyone. Um, well, like we talk about, it, definitely stamina, and and you got to be in good health, and you got to be in good shape. And it gets back to like, you know, if you're a pro on tour, you know, you're on the road for 10 months, like it's, you know, you're playing 200 shows. Right. Uh, yeah. So, you know, high energy every night, you know, I, I was watching something the other day about Rush with, with Neil and he was saying he, he plays at triple F, you know, fortissimo, like as hard as you can hit the drum is how hard he's hitting it all the time, every time. Right to get the sound out of it, to get the energy out of it, to get the projection to, you know, just the way he's playing and you're in these big arenas and you become accustomed to hitting that hard. And like Steven said, vocally, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, same thing. It, it's so I'm trying to think of where to begin with this. Um, it's, it's it, Mardi Gras here uh, for the last couple of years, obviously when COVID it was shut down. So there was no Mardi Gras two years ago uh, or yeah, 20 in 2020 and 2021, I believe there were no, there was no Mardi Gras celebration thing. So it came back last year and it was, it was okay. I remember, but this year, boy, oh boy, it is slamming. There are oh, so yeah. many people in town and nobody cares about COVID anymore or at least none of these revelers out there. Revelers? Yes. Nobody's wearing masks, any, anything. It's back to normal craziness. Um, mm -hmm. And we work uh, with Bandstand, the day band. There's a balcony, as you know, the traditional type of balconies you see in New Orleans on Bourbon mm -hmm. Street. And... You know, people go up there and throw beads down from there and to the street. So Bandstand, the stage faces in away from Bourbon Street, but there's windows there and it's right on the street. So I can turn around, look out the window and watch what's going on, which I did often. Um, but standing out there too, it's exactly what you expect from Mardi Gras type of things in New Orleans. Uh -huh. Um. So would you say like 17, 18, 19 before COVID at its peak of craziness, is it back to that level? It is, or is it it's crazier? almost crazier, it seems. I mean, I, I've been there for many of them. 
But I mean, because it's been on hiatus for a couple of years, you'd think that you know now that it's reopened. Yeah, it might be. Uh, it might be a little bit crazier. A lot of flashing of boobies. A lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I put a post up saying it's uh, Bourbon Street is rated R. It may, it contains uh, adult language, <laughs> smoking, alcohol, and drug use, and nudity. There you go. Uh, all the makings for a fine night out on Bourbon Street. <laughs> or a day. I mean, it's happening during the day. Yeah, or, the afternoon, or a morning, for if you want to get started bright and early. So, uh, so yeah, same band, two gigs each day. And the uh, the guys all live far away from here. I'm, I live the closest to New Orleans. I, oh, wow. I'm like 20 minutes away. Uh, two of the guys drive an hour and a half. One guy drives three hours. And another guy drives about an hour. Um, each way, wow. yeah, each day, and since we're that sounds crazy. So every day, that guy's driving three hours to the gig and then three hours. Yeah, home. which you know, it's a, wow. he's got a truck to the uh, well, the, not the three. Well, they do both have trucks. Yeah, um, so that's costing no. a lot of money. So I thought, well, we're doing doubles, and I don't, and it's going to be crazy, and they're probably going to be drinking. So why don't they just crash with me um, for the weekend? So I, I extended that offer and they did, uh, three of the, three of the four other guys, uh, stayed at my place for the weekend. So we Ubered in, they came earlier Friday and then we Ubered in and Ubered home Saturday, same thing, Ubered in, Ubered home. So now my stress about traffic and parking is gone. Yeah, that's good. And that, that made me feel so much better about going into this weekend. Just knowing that, okay, I have to worry about driving. I don't have to worry about parking. I don't have, like, yeah. I could just, and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I could hang with my buddies here for the weekend at my place. You know, I, I like hosting, you know, I like yeah. having company and I don't get company here much. And I have plenty of room in this apartment. As you can see in the studio, look, there's a couch right there. Miles. You know, stuff back there. Crash out back on there. The, on the floor. In the, back, the far back room with her bathroom door. Um, so it was cool. Yeah, I made everybody breakfast both days, and and uh, and it it really made it made the whole weekend easier in many ways. I I think. Well, especially those guys aren't used to doubles, right? So, not having to drive home three hours or even an hour, you know, and a half, uh, just to get that extra sleep time in, right? Because you're back into it the next day again. Exactly, and you yeah, you wake up and you're like. Oh my god! I got to do that again. Like, yeah, but do you find it getting easier now that you've been doing it for no. a while? No, no, not easier. I, I wouldn't say. I don't think the the time invested in it has made it easier. It's just kind of a day to day. Certain days are easier than other days, you know, depending on how I'm feeling and and what's going on. The, what was more difficult for me this weekend was I call the show for that band. So I had to call the show during the day and call the show during the night, as opposed to when I play with Rockbox, I don't call the show at all. I just play bass and that's all I got to do. Um, so right, that's a lot right. more, um, that's okay, George, you can watch the rest on replay. Um, so that puts a lot of added pressure on me is calling the show. And now I'm calling a show with two singers. Like Steven said, vocally, it's crazy. We have two lead singers. I sing a little bit of lead, uh, guitar player sings a little bit of lead too, but two singers who are already 
already sang, you know, 30 songs each or, you know, 20, 20 or 25 mm-hmm. songs yeah. each. Um, and now you got to do a longer night at Fat Cats. It's longer. It's like, now it's the night crowd. Now it's like, now it's on. Right, right. And, right. you know, we did well at Bandstand as far as crowds are concerned. But when we got the Fat Cats and, and started playing, that's when it got, like, packed, packed, sardine packed. Like, in that, in, like, where you could barely walk around. You had to, like, squeeze your body and you had to bump into people. You had to push people to get. Yeah, wall-to-wall people wall-to-wall packed. People. Um, so it was good to be on the stage at that point. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, but great to play to that many people too. You know, great to hear, like doing the same stupid songs that we always do, basically the same show we always do, and hearing the crowd just roar, deafening roar, you know, after a right. song. Yeah. Um, and that's, awesome. yeah, and that's really cool. I mean, that's a really cool feeling. Um. Round of applause for Steve. I, I, and speaking of another of another Steve, Stephen, this is the first time I've seen this up until ten minutes ago. I didn't know you existed. Still watching this, wow. so yeah, it's all good. Thanks, Steve. One hundred ninety-three episodes, and you just found us now. Awesome. Welcome. You didn't on. know we existed. Well, we exist. All right. See Pantheon, Steve. Will be open even more doors for us. Yes. So, uh, um, the magic of the wisdom. So some wisdom in there, though. Uh, so hang on. So when you went back, like you said, so you played double, 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 three um, doubles. Yeah. Did you find did you find the crowd energy in the packed room made the set easier? Yes. At that point? Yes. Yes. Your guys' energy a lot better. It definitely uh, there was adrenaline there for sure. When when there's a crowd a like that, and you see all these faces looking at you and smiling and dancing and jumping up and down and singing and yeah, it's it it boosts your energy. You're not thinking about tired. Well, we've talked about it. it's collective energy too, right? It's the energy of that room. I mean, you can experience that with, you know, a hundred people, or you can experience that with 20 people, you know, depending on the size of the room and how, how rowdy the crowd is. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely made a difference. It, it helped carry us through. There were times. And was that, was every night like that? No, I, I was going to say there were times uh, there was an ebb and flow a bit with with some of it um and so it wasn't like that 100 percent of the time but at its worst there was still a lot of people in the room and uh they were very enthusiastic so it was it was always kind of a there was a good energy in doing that there's a I, it's interesting so much that's interesting about it but i, I for one playing with the same band and playing for that long and that many songs, you get good as a band. You really well, get, nice you really get playing that many sets of music. How much tighter has the band gotten in the past five months? Yeah. You right? really get good. And and it's not, it, that that's when it comes to like the, the, the sum, the, the whole is better, bigger than the sum of its parts. Because like it doesn't really matter if you're the best bass player or the best drummer. So when when the band is gelling, and uh, there's it's huge, and that makes it that makes it feel so good. And, and I'll give you a for instance of where I felt it the most. Uh, it was on Sunday, and uh, 
we normally start at bandstand like on, on a normal day when we play we start easy we play with like kind of more mellower songs in the beginning and kind of ease in songs that are easy for the singers you know that to kind of warm up sure. and one song that we always start with is drift away by uh Dobie gray um which is a great song we all sing harmonies in it too and it sounds really beautiful um but then going over to fat cats at night the first night it was packed and when we went in there and they were playing like dance music so we just started in with dance music right away and to kind of keep that crowd and turn it over slowly and it, it worked it worked really well um but then sunday we went in and it was not as many people there and it's like all right we're done with one gig we're on the last one of the weekend let's start mellow again you know let's just start the day over basically how we would do it so we started with drift away and it's interesting you're in a different club different sound system different room you know different room sound and mm -hmm. but same players same instruments same gear same everything but then you go and we play that song drift away and it sounded just so beautiful it sounded it sounded full the the vocals four people singing uh you know harmony vocals it just sounded really good it was nice in the pocket and i was like wow you know like this band is really good because we've played this song you know a hundred times and me calling the yeah a hundred times in the past five months right. and and that's a thing that i employ with calling a show and, and and that's good advice for people too out there because I, I when i lived in jersey and i played in cover bands i used to make the set list and i would write them out and i would always start like for mad rabbit anyway it's a cover band i was in i would always start with the same three four five songs always every single time and i would always write out the set list and people would joke with me in the band like we know what it's going to be why are you even writing it down but the fact that i started with those songs every time it made us so good at playing those songs <laughs> you know mm -hmm. we got so you got that's your opener man or or you know any other song that you you know you play every every set every gig right, right. so i did that and that was a real that was the thing i noticed on sunday um it kind of you know we were all tired too, so there was kind of a some, some lulls in Sunday night. But we ended up doing six sets. We did six sets with the uh, at Fat Cats as opposed to eight on Friday and Saturday. So we did uh, so uh, thirty one sets for the weekend. That that bad. Nice, yeah. Um, and 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 what? How many songs per set would you say? About ten. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you're, you're better than 300 songs a, a day. No, for the the whole week. Oh yeah, no, 31 for the weekend. So that would be 300 mm. for the for the weekend. Gotcha. So about 100 a day, I guess comes to. I guess I guess that's marginally acceptable. I was more impressed with the 300 a day, but 100 <laughs> a day I'll have to do. I guess you know, unless you start playing triple, Steve, can you play another gig in the morning? Can you play someplace like? you know, nine to one and then hop over and go two to six and then go across the street and do the eight to midnight or whatever, and then go home and sleep for a little while. No. In fact, we and were, we were offered to play on Monday and Tuesday during the day at bandstand and we declined. <laughs> really? Yes. Cause well, there was a, one or two of the guys that couldn't do it and we might've been able to get subs, but we were just like, we were asked that on Sunday early on Sunday. We're like, no way, man. We're just, we're, we're already tired. 
Well, you know what? That's the beauty too. What you said earlier too is because I know down in New Orleans, you guys have a lot of subs, and that's like a big part of that whole music industry down there. You know, is people hopping from band to band and being able to jump in and sit in, and you can get a lot of work as a sub. You know, if you're good, right? You know a lot of songs, and you're you're have a good personality. But primarily with this band, it's been the same guys, right, for the past five months. Ah, uh, yeah, probably longer. Uh... But I mean, at least for this uh, run of double, that, man. yeah, it's been the same guys, right? So that makes a huge difference too, because it's the same guys. Yes, right. It's a it's a band. It's not like, yeah, it's pretty much the same guys. But you know, the drummer wasn't there for like a month worth of gigs, and the keyboard player missed a couple, and you know, we had subs, and singers didn't. You know, we just got a new singer. It's been the same guys, and that's why, like you said, it sounds so good because you you get that chemistry, you know. And with, and with the band, it's the energy, the chemistry, just the way it gels and it works. That when it's on, it's on, you know, and you find that magic mix of people and, and talent and energy. It's just, you know, that's, you want to hold on to that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's not easy, you know, because there's drama dynamics that go on all the time. Um, of course, in, it's like in a band. Um, and it's, yeah, it's because I always think about like, yeah, I'm playing this weekend. All right, I got to play and I got to play this. And, and, and but I, I, I don't really always think about, what the experience is going to be because it's always different. Um, and it's always, yeah, it's always, it's, it makes it so much fun though. When you go to gigs, it's, it's a different experience every time you never know what's going to happen. Right. So, you know? so I mean, yeah. you know, you walk into a place and there's, you know, you set up and you're, you're 15 minutes before you're going to start playing. And there's like 10 people in the place and you're like, Oh man, I hope this isn't like a, a washout night. You know, there's gonna be nobody here. And then, you know, an hour later, there's, you know, 75 people jammed in shoulder to shoulder, you know, and things just turn around sometimes. You just don't know what to expect. I've, I've played where you walk in and there's, a, you know, 75 people. And then by the time you start playing, that was like an afternoon leftover party from the morning and 50 of those people left and there's 15 people, you know, still in the room. Right. Yeah, that's that's a big consideration for me to hear because of the turnover, this constant turnover in New Orleans, you don't have to pay to get in uh, a club. You don't have to, you can walk in and out with drinks. So you have to really work at retaining people. And, and it's, there's a strategy with it. And that's what makes it tiring for me because I am constantly thinking, I'm looking at the people in the room, what's resonating with them. I'm looking at the street, what, what's gonna get other people in here? What's gonna make sense from this song to the next song? How how is that singer doing right now? Is he going to be able to to sing this song? Um, does it, it does it make sense from a, a genre standpoint? I, like all these things I'm thinking about as I'm playing bass, you know, and, and that's that's exhausting. It's because it's constant, you know. No set lists. We just call it as we go, and I'm the one that does. But you it. have a master list in front of you, though. To I choose do. From, yeah, right? I do. Yeah. And I use a music stand, so, everybody. Sorry. But so how do you decipher what song you've already played versus which ones are still I remember. Mm. Well, I guess it really doesn't matter because you guys played the same songs multiple times in a night. We will. We can. We do. Of the room. Right. So I try not to unless it's necessary. I, I try not to do it. Be, just for the band's sake, because it's like, oh, we already. Yeah, but are there, go, are, but are there go-to songs like if you already played like "Don't Stop Believing" once in the night, but now all of a sudden this whole montage of people just came blasting into the bar, and you're about to play another song? Will you break that song out again, knowing that 
the 50 people that just rolled in are all going to be singing along going crazy with that or you just keep going maybe that's a definite maybe that that's that don't stop leaving is definitely a song i would call for that reason like if a bunch of new people came in and i want to keep those people in and i want to draw more people in like those people then yes i would i would call that again i would also call it again if it was requested and and I'm the only one doing this on Bourbon Street, and I've talked about it on previous episodes, if anybody wants to listen back to that. But I use an app on my phone that is, uh, can, you can take tips and you can get requests in real time. It works fantastic. We make a lot more money. We get a lot more crowd engagement from using it. And uh, I, I did that all weekend for both gigs. So, yeah, if we play Don't Stop Leaving, when somebody comes in and tips us to play it, We'll play it again. Somebody requested all the small things three times on Sunday, and I sing it. It was a different person each time. All the small things by Blink One Eighty Two, and I sing it. Uh-huh. And but by the third time, it was late at night, and, and I go, "I'm not singing that again. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not. I just refused to do it. I didn't, so I didn't do it. It's not. It's because it's a. I think I sing it pretty good, but." There's a lot of vocals going on, and it's. I don't. We yeah. I don't, we haven't quite worked out the harmonies with everybody. I think they're close. <clears throat> I don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, I would definitely do it. We definitely repeated songs, and there's certain go-to songs, like you said, "Don't Stop Believing's one, "Sweet Home Alabama" is another one. Um, the 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 biggest one, and I'll and I see it everywhere in cover bands playing it is living on a prayer. That's the one that just really puts it over the top. Living on a prayer. So what's a song that would draw people in off the street if they were walking by? Is that like if they heard living, living on, on a prayer, prayer at the beginning sweet of that, child of mine. So I'd be like, oh, let's jump in here real quick. Yeah, so, and, and you just see it. You see it happen. Sweet child of mine. As soon as that riff starts in the beginning of the song, everybody knows what song that is. And you see people on the street scream, oh, my God, and they run in, you know. Wow, I Girls, didn't think about usually, that. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's a good one. This what is else? funny. What? I don't know who this is, but Facebook user said, "Don't worry, Blink One Eighty Two hasn't worked out those harmonies live either." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, but there's like a four-part harmony at the end. Well, there's four yes. four vocal parts yeah, we, at the end. Yeah, we. Yes. There's say it ain't so, I will not go, turn lights off, came home. And then there's a harmony to that. And then there's the nanas and there's a harmony to that. So it's right. four, there's four different vocals. Uh, thank you, Vanda. Vanda said, Vanda said, keep up the good work, guys. Thanks, Is she leaving? You got 20 minutes still, Vanda. Hang out. Um, so, but a great moment for me. Um, and, you know, this is just, being very vulnerable here, but I sing, I sing quite a bit here. I've never thought of myself as a singer or as a, you know, lead singer, uh, but I do sing lead on a lot of stuff, Uh, but I've never like fronted a band or anything like that. I've done it a couple sort of times at like small gigs, whatever. But during the night, I think it was Saturday night. I mean, I, 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 I'm in the back of the stage and I have a mic that hangs from the ceiling. I kind of pull it down and that's where I sing from. I'm sort of the back of the stage parallel to the. Like an oxygen mask from a plane? Yeah, like, kind of. Like yeah, kind of. Like, 
in this corner, Steve. What's all? Ding, ding, ding. And then the thing goes back up in the sky? Uh, well, sort of. It doesn't, it's not a spring. It doesn't just bounce back up. But Okay. But it's not on a boom stand. It's on it's on, it's on a mic. It's on like a mic stand, like a normal mic stand, but it's attached to the ceiling. And I, you know, I pull it down. Anyway. Gotcha. You like so but hello my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my nighttime girl. So when you're when you're dancing like this, you can just grab it like I'm back in town. Good evening, Debbie. Um now I'm not. So but that's where I sing uh, I, I sing from. I'm in the back of the stage, and in front of me is the, the two singers and, and, and you know in front of the stage. But there were a couple songs that I sang live where I was like, I'm gonna go up to the front and sing um the, the lead singer's mic. I'm gonna be in front of the stage. And coming out of shadows. Yeah. And I did that for a couple songs to when the room was just jam packed, you know, and they're responding. I, I sang Sweet Caroline, which is a big crowd response song. And it was, it, I'd never done that before. Like been at the front of the stage singing, playing bass to a crowd that big. And it was, it was cool. It was exhilarating it would to that feeling of the crowd just completely response and you got them in the palm of your hand so i know what that feels like now uh for people who do it all the time <laughs> it's it's uh it's pretty cool it's intoxicating yeah so back in the day when i didn't sing at all right not none no backgrounds nothing had no i had the same dream i'm like man i would love to i'm always behind the giant drum kit in the back of the band right like i want to be in the front like i want to be like in front of the stage you know like right in front and center like have the crowd there so dude we played a gig one time at this holiday inn and it was same thing it was packed packed full of people and my brother was there and he came up and he played drums on rage against the machine and uh bulls on parade and the singer in the band who sang it you know spot on he had a wireless mic so when we came back in off a break my brother got behind the drums the singer went over by the bar with the wireless and i went up and fronted the band with his mic that was not turned on Uh. and i played i played lead singer to the t while he sang the parts so right around the family I was in it, man. That Steven said, and he's a lead singer. Said it's like a drug at times, and he does it. So, uh, yeah. And then as and then over time, as I sang backgrounds, and then you get more confidence, and your voice gets better, and you start to sing lead. Now, same as you, I might sing like half a dozen or six, seven, eight songs in the course of a night. You know that I'm singing the main part on. So even though it's from behind the drums, you still get that kind of exhilaration because you're not out in front, but you know people are singing along with, with me. Yeah, that was the thing is getting that that instant energetic feedback from somebody when yeah. you like just you you lift up your arm for them to sing and they just everybody <laughs> boom. It's 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 powerful. Now you will you will sing now. It's powerful. It's 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 something else, yes. man. And it it was uh, I could Power. see it like a drug because you get a huge dopamine hit from that. Power from, of Steve Witcher. Um, so now you, so what are you making another announcement? Now you're, you're abandoning no, the No, no, no. I, I just, I'm glad I got to, rush. I'm glad I got to experience that for the weekend. Yeah, or I, I'm glad I got to experience that feeling once in my life. Um, cause I don't really want to be that. I don't want to be the front person. I don't want to be a singer. I, I like singing, but I don't want to be a singer. If that, yeah, but I think you would get used to it after a while if you were always out in the front because you would enjoy it so much. Like, 
you saying like a drug, you know? I, I, don't, you wait, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't want to go back into the shadows to my pull down mic over here. Like I want to be out. In front, no, I man. like being in the shadows. So, and I'll give you an example of this too. The vampire, which is Jack the Ripper. No, but uh, this is funny. Uh, this is the thing that happened this weekend too. Friday night, there's these guys um, that come. That, these guys came in. They're they're in, near me, in front of me, and it's like five or six dudes, friends. And somebody on stage, I, I did, I had a, like a solo part or so, in a song or something, or, or I was featured singing a song maybe. And somebody on stage, like Steve Wichel on vocals or whatever it was. And then these guys just look at me and they just started like chanting, Steve. <laughs> and then they were there for a long time time of the night and 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 then every once in a while they would just all start going steve steve like and that doesn't happen to me ever you'll get used to it Steve. and then they're they're like they wanted me to lift up my shirt they're like all all of them they're like telling me lift up your shirt and i'm like no no i'm not lifting up my shirt stop it do they give you beads they throw you beads no you don't get the beads until you lift your shirt that's what I mean. But were they going to? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know. I was just like, I'm, I'm wow. back here playing bass, and these guys are Steve, Steve, and then they're like, lift up your shirt. I'm like, no, no, I'm not lifting up my shirt. Um, Debbie said, so you two are singers. I, I, we both sing, but I'm a bass player, and Tony's a drummer. Um, so uh, I, you know, I, I just ignore, and then finally, they stayed for so long. They were tipping the band. They were requesting songs. So finally. I, I towards the end of the night, I lifted up my shirt and they all fucking cheered. They were just like crazy cheered. <laughs> Steve! And I just did it real quick, whatever. Um, and so then t- Saturday. You didn't do like a Hulk Hogan gonna... and just like rip, rip it off? No, no, no. No, because no, I, I got a beer belly. I don't want, I have man boobs. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be showing that shit. <laughs> Seriously, it's not pretty. So, so then Saturday, I'm playing at Bourbon Bandstand during the day, and I'm standing. Out, we're on break. I'm standing outside, facing Bourbon Street, just watching the whole show. It's 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 overload, sensation overload of what's going visually, what's going on, you know, just any direction you look. And then I'm just standing there, minding my own business, by myself, leaning up the thing, just watching. And then I hear Steve, 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 and like, and then I look across the street and I see all those guys again. And they were just walking by and they and I just start cracking up. And then they they they're like again with the shirt, with the shirt. And I'm just standing yeah. on the street, you know, like I'm leaning against like a celebrity now. I'm dude. leaning it's against like... the club. And then I'm like, I'm like, all right. And then I lift it up and they just cheer a big roar of cheer for me doing that. And they all come over to me and then they gave me beads, they're putting them on my on my neck. And they're giving they're giving me <laughs> fist bumps and stuff. And I was like, Yeah, we're playing over there later. You know, uh, again, if fat cats come on tonight, they're like, yeah, we'll be there. And then they didn't show up. Sunday night, though. <laughs> because they were like, Steve. And they got back to their hotel. And they were like, I was going to lay down for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> they never made it back out. But then Sunday night, as soon as we started playing, they were there. They were right there in front of the stage. All these guys. As soon Steve as we started, again. And imploring me to not only lift up my shirt, but to take my shirt off. And they're like, they just kept going at it. I mean, 20 minutes, a half hour, they were there between every song, 
Steve, take your shirt off. And like, and then they, they recruited some girl to say, you know, I, I'll show my tits if you take your shirt off. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> and, then she, and then she's like, I'll come up on stage and I'll take my shirt off with you. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing it. Um, well, and they just, they just kept going at it all. They persisted. They did not waver in their enthusiasm for me to remove well, my recruiting girl to come and solicit you know you to, to do their biting so i mean of course they're they're committed they want to see it they want to get it they done. were really <laughs> these are get her done guys these are young guys like early 20 college dudes and i don't know why i got singled out for this and and i said it on the mic i'm like i'm just the bass player man i'm just in the back here i don't want to be bothered so going right place, back to what right time, yeah. So going back to what you're saying before about being in the front. No, sometimes I really don't. I want. I don't want to be bothered on stage. I just want to play bass and like be with my drummer, and that's it. I don't want anybody to even look at me. I'm just like, let me just play <laughs> bass here. Leave me alone. So that's what I, I said. Something like that on the mic, and they left. Um, but they kept going. They're like, uh, I, 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 they might have offered money. I, I, they took one of my singers aside. And said, "Hey, how much would it cost us to forget to get Steve's shirt on?" And and he's like, "I don't know. You got like at least a couple hundred bucks." Um, but they never offer. If that, I think, if they asked me what my price was, I probably would have said five hundred dollars, which would have been a hundred dollars a man. So everybody in the band makes a hundred dollars for it. I would do it for that. But my concern wasn't that I, I'm, I'm worried about taking my shirt off. It would have felt really uncomfortable. They were going to take your take shirt. Take my shirt off. You know, they wanted me to take it off and. No, but then they were going to take your shirt. No, 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 no. They wouldn't take and it. run. No, no, no. That was the plan. They wanted you to be No, shirtless. there's no way they could do that. But no, my concern was the internet. I don't want pictures and video of me shirtless <laughs> with my beer belly on stage and be like, here's Coming Steve. Back to in 10 years from now, when you're like a stud and you're like, that was me back in the day. This is me now. Uh, no, I just didn't want, here's Steve Witchell from Cover Band Central. Fat slob on stage <laughs> playing bass. I just, I, I wasn't uh, worth it to me. Not so like, I. Not like, not like Jabba the Hutt, dude. I wouldn't go overboard with, you know, I just think you're right. You buy I just, I, control. yeah, not, it's not the look I'm look I'm going for, you know, at this point. You know, talk to me at 20. Unless Shirtless Steve becomes a thing for Mardi Gras. Like, join Shirtless Steve this Saturday night at Fat Cats. And has a picture of you with the bass, no shirt on, with all the guys behind you like, Steve. <laughs> That'd be great, dude. It's promotional right there. I should be your PR guy, marketing. Oh, my goodness. So. You got huge ideas for you, Steve. Uh, you could be capitalized on this big time. Yeah. SS, Shirtless Steve. CBC presents Shirtless Steve. No, no, no. Don't perpetuate this idea. This is not, this is not, uh, there's nothing. Let me go fund, let me go fund me. He's freaking <laughs> I tell you what, if that happened in real life, I know we're all joking here. Starting to go fund me $25,000 to Steve take sure. But if that happened in real life, I'd be, I'd be going to the gym every day. I'd be eating nothing but protein and car and, uh, you should be doing that now in Fiber. preparation for that day. You never know when it's going to come, Steve. It could be tomorrow. You're right. You will not be prepared. But I tell you what, if I was in good shape, yeah, I would have done it. I would have taken my shirt off. Some guys, I'll give you 25 grand right now to strip down your underwear and let me take pictures of you shoot on the internet. Play your piece. 25 grand? 
Yeah, in your socks and underwear for the whole show. Nah, nah. You don't have to share it with the other guys. You don't have to give them five grand each. It's your money to keep. Nah, I wouldn't do it. Okay. I mean, that's a good amount of money, but I, I to play in my play socks good. and underwear. Yeah. No. For the whole game. No. Let's post that question out to cover Band Central. $25,000. Did you play a gig in your socks and underwear? Let us know. Acquiring minds want to know, Steve. No. I, I, I don't know. But it, was, I, it made me laugh the whole time. Every time they yelled my name, every time they tried to get, get me to take my shirt off, it made me laugh. So I really kind of enjoyed that thing. And then uh, Matt, my, my singer later said, uh, Kudos to you for not taking your shirt off. <laughs> you did not break under the pressure of that. I didn't. I didn't. Devious quintuple. I, I stuck to my guns. Shirt take offers. I stuck to my guns with it. Um, because it's good. Because my guns are not looking good. So Yeah. So is that giving you incentive now to go back to the gym and get in shape? Or is it just giving you more willpower to say no? Uh perhaps both. Mm, we'll see. Good answer, Grasshopper. Yes. I like that. We'll see. So that was it. It was a very exciting weekend. I'm glad it's over. Um, I, I did enjoy it, but I'm glad it's over with because it is it is sensory overload, man. It is it's not something everybody gets to experience. Even just being here, I mean I know there's a lot of people that are here and they get to experience Mardi Gras, but just being in it the way I'm in it. Very few people get to experience this and it's it's wild. That's wild, dude. It's that's wild. It's uh I, I don't I Yeah, it's it's a, it's an experience, that's what you just said. And I'm glad that you still appreciate it after all the years of you being there, experiencing that experience. That you're still enamored by it and there's still something exciting about it, you know? It's not just like, yeah, I played Bourbon Street again, Mardi Gras, you know, 10,000 people everywhere. It was, you know, it is what it is. Parking stock. Yeah, and that's the attitude, too, with a lot of musicians here, like, oh, Mardi Gras, I hate this. And Yeah, but that's what I mean. And meanwhile, the people that are there are like, yeah, Mardi Gras, like, we, you know, waited, we saved up to come here, or this is, we've been playing this trip for X amount of years, and we finally got here, and all my friends are home from school, and we're coming out here, you know, whatever it is, right? They're, they're there for a destination theme type thing, and... You know, like you said, it's it's inspiring to see that you're still thankful and grateful for that experience and you are inspired by it and you get excited by it. And now with your newfound frontman skills and soon to be shirtless, uh, you know, activities going on there. I think for next year's story will be even better than this one. And this one was good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'll be here next year doing that. I don't know if I want to. Like, yeah, it's it's a a double-edged sword. It's really great. It's fun to play, but it's, uh, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. It's, it is very exhausting. I slept most of yesterday, <laughs> Monday. Yeah. But live for the day, brother, be a warrior because those days will not always be there. Agreed. Agreed. And I am, I just don't know that I want to keep. Doing and that's the wisdom, Steve, that we'll leave our viewers with tonight. Yes. On the cover band central podcast. Yes. On our Pantheon groundbreaking virgin podcast virgin podcast yes embrace the experience be a warrior yes because those days may not come again 
So don't look forward to say, ah, oh, another month of this potentially. Because you'll look back someday and say, dude, remember when I played that those that year of doubles? Man, that was just so much. It was crazy at the time looking back. I don't know how I did that. Mm-hmm. You know? So you want to be able to look back and remember doing it, right? Because that's the thing. It becomes a blur, right? I mean, we've all been there at stages in our life. You play so many gigs in a short amount of time. You know, you try to remember everything, but it, it all becomes a little blurry until you start to think of like almost an errors of like when you were gigging uh, of what songs you were playing, you know, if you were an original band or if you were, you know, if you're original band, what album was it that you were playing or supporting? And then if you're a cover band, what genre of music and from what years were you, you know, cause you think about it, if you're in cover band for 20 years, you're not playing the same music right. for 20 years, the same sets. Right? right. So depending on what, what band you were in or what songs you were playing, you can kind of piece together like, you know, events that happened in your life around that. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. certainly great to have experiences. Absolutely, as you said so well. Um, yeah, rock on to you, Dallas, Boston experience, DBX. Yeah, DRX like that. I love Dallas or and Boston. Uh, all right, cool. See you then, Steve. All right, guys, thanks for watching and, and listening to us on Pantheon. Now, um, check out yeah. all of our previous podcasts on Pantheon.com. Um, go to our website, coverbandcentral.com, sign up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It is free. Make sure you get uh, subscribed to the uh, the YouTube channel. The link is in the description. You want to contact mm. us, me, Steve, at coverbandcentral.com is how you do that. Um, what else, Tony? Is that it? I think that's it, brother. That's it. Um, Yes, thank you guys all for listening and watching, and we'll be back next week. Rock on. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.